With us today is Mark Kasowitz, and he's a good friend, and uh, he runs a uh, big New York uh, trial uh, uh, firm, Kasowitz, Benson, and Torres, and uh, he's known to be as one of the best in the country. Uh, well, good morning, uh, Mark uh, Kasowitz. How are you this morning? I'm doing fine, John. Uh, thanks for that introduction, and thanks for having me. And uh, I saw you on uh, Fox News uh, a few uh, days ago, uh, and you represent the uh, Yellow Trucking Company. And uh, everybody was shocked how this company uh, uh, went out of business, uh, went bankrupt, and uh, 30,000 people, the Teamsters, uh, are been laid off. And I was shocked that the, uh, the Teamsters and management couldn't sit down and, and work out so 30,000 of their members don't go out of business or go lose their jobs. Well, it, it, it's, a, it's a terrible story, um, John, uh, but this is one of those situations, uh, very, very unique, I think, but this is one of those situations where the blame, unfortunately, all falls on one side. And it falls on the side uh, of the Teamsters Union. And the reason that it falls on the side of the Teamsters Union is that Yellow had been engaged in a very well-known, well-publicized, well-conceived plan to modernize its business. And it needed to modernize its business because it, was, it, 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 it consists of four operating companies that it had um, uh, merged with over the years. And those operating companies had some inefficiencies between and amongst them. Uh, in some instances, they were competing for uh, the same loads and the same customers. So in 2019, Yellow embarked on a, an initiative called One Yellow to modernize its business to bring everything under one tent. And the first... Uh, phase of that business uh, was to, to do that modernization was out west uh, in California. And the union at that time in 2020-2021 uh, agreed uh, to that, agreed to some very, very minor uh, changes uh, in seniority for some of its members and in some of the additional jobs that some of its members, a very small percentage of them, would have to do on the West Coast. And, uh, Union, and, and Yellow succeeded in the first phase of its modernization effort, and it was working extremely well. Then what happened is union uh, leadership changed, and the new leadership uh, just absolutely refused to negotiate with Yellow uh, for the rest of the country for the to implement these changes in the rest of the country. And One Yellow had been a concept that had been sold to all of the markets, to the lenders, to the government, to everyone else. But the union refused for the last nine months uh, to even sit down and discuss any of these changes, as a result of which Yellow wasn't able to implement the changes. Uh, and ultimately, uh, it went out of business. Uh, but this is this is solely in the lap of 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 Teamsters. You mentioned 30,000 uh, employees. There were 30,000 employees of this company uh, uh, who were out of work. 22,000 of them are Teamsters. 
And all of this was brought to the attention of the union nine months ago. And consistently over the last nine months, Yellow's leadership had been making repeated and repeated uh, requests of the union to sit down and negotiate. I mean, frankly, uh, uh, John, uh, they were practically begging the union uh, to sit down and negotiate so that and, one yellow could be finished. And the union just flat out refused to do it. Uh, and Mark, l- let me ask you a question. Uh, didn't the members themselves uh, try to uh, talk to the union, uh, the union leadership, and say, we don't want to lose our jobs? I mean, I, I see nobody uh, all across the country, nobody really, they're scratching their head, don't understand it. Uh, what did the members say? It's very difficult to understand. Uh, the management went out uh, to, and to, to try to deal directly, you know, with with the members uh, to try to tell them what was happening and what was coming and why their their leadership was not serving them well. And for whatever reason, whether whether the union leadership, uh, well, we know for a fact um, we have evidence of it that you, the union leadership were just. Uh, uh, was was just trying to quell any dissent uh, whatsoever. At the last minute, John. At the last minute, uh, virtually the 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 week within a week before the company uh, had to file, um, the union leadership came to the company, called them repeatedly over the course of a weekend, wanting to make a deal, uh, saying, "Hey, we've got to make a deal. We've got to make a deal," uh, and. Probably what happened then was that the membership had uh, was up in arms because they realized what was about to happen. But by that time, it was too late. Um, the The business was uh, the business was evaporating because the union had threatened to uh, to strike. Wow, that is a real wow. I mean, this goes down in annals of uh, of Arthur Anderson being shut down and in companies like that. I mean, it's just uh, mind boggling. It, it is mind-boggling, John, and we uh, we brought on behalf of Yellow before uh, the bankruptcy filing, uh, uh, about a month before the bankruptcy filing, we filed a uh, complaint against the union uh, for its breaches uh, of its bargaining agreement in refusing to sit down and negotiate with uh, the company. Uh, and in that in that complaint. Uh, which is it's a very lengthy 60 page, very specific, very, very full of uh, facts uh, complaint. And in that complaint, uh, we pointed out that one hundred and forty million dollars had been lost by the company because of the union's refusal uh, to negotiate these uh, these modernization changes. And now. Now that the company's actually gone out of business, uh, we're going to be seeking, and the complaint sets us forth, uh, we're going to be seeking $1.5 billion in lost enterprise value uh, of, the, um, uh, of the company. Oh, that's quite a bit. Now, um, uh, one of your most famous uh, clients, uh, Mark, was uh, Donald Trump. And um, he's had his hands full lately. And uh, it seems like, uh, uh, I mean, nobody can understand it, that uh, the current administration is going after their possible uh, uh, 
competition of, of in the in the presidential field and uh, trying to tie up his hands so he can't run. What do you what do you say of what's going on in Washington? What's going on in the Department of Justice? What's going on with uh, ethics in general? Yes. Uh, well, uh, yes. Uh, President Trump does have his hands full with all of these cases that have been brought against him, and I just hope that uh, um, uh, that he, uh, uh, you know, that he, he faces these cases uh, head on, uh, and that his lawyers do a uh, a great job for him. Uh, look, um, but putting that aside, because that's now that's. All, the cases brought against him are now part of the legal process, and we'll have to let you know that process uh, work in each of those cases. But one of the things that we do see in Washington these days, which is very troubling, uh, is a um, is, is is sort of a, an unbalanced playing field when it comes to this administration and how it deals with situations involving Republicans and then how it deals with situations involving Democrats. And, and, and I have to tell you, and we're not involved in any of the cases uh, against uh, President Trump, uh, nor are we involved in the investigation uh, 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 the so-called investigation of Hunter Biden. But when you look at the evidence that seems to be coming out with respect to um, the president's son, and you look at trails of money uh, that have gone to um, members of the family, and when you look at what who Hunter Biden is and what services he was supposed to have performed, you would think that there would be an extraordinarily robust investigation of all of those things um, by uh, the Justice Department. Uh, and And the appointment, you would think that what would be appropriate based on other things that have happened um, that a special prosecutor um, that a special counsel would be appointed to handle an independent investigation. And yet none of that, you know, none of that seems to have happened. Um, it looks like the judge who was presiding over the sentencing for Hunter Biden was sufficiently troubled by all of this uh, that she refused to to rubber stamp it, I think are the words that she used. So it is troubling to see um, an, uh, an imbalance uh, in how um, the Department of Justice is looking at uh, issues these days. Um, and one would hope that one would hope that the Department of Justice would be uh, as, as neutral and fair and arbiter of these kinds of things uh, as exists. And it doesn't seem to be the case right now. 
Mark Kasowitz, I agree with you 100% that uh, we grew up in a period of time where it's supposed to be justice for all, and it seems to be a little bit misbalanced right now. But uh, I wait and see and, uh, and, and pray that everything in Washington comes back to normal uh, someday within our lifetime. And uh, Mark Kashowitz, thank you so much for your input, and thank you for uh, everything you do. And uh, God bless you, and uh, God bless America, and look to catch up with you again soon someday. John, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Great to talk with you.